was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey, Mr. Case. How are you? (laughs) Lil Barron. You know, we have been busy. (laughs) The last several weeks have been awesome, but we have been busy. And consequently, we've we've continued to do the show, but we haven't been in the same room. (laughs) Not only to do the show, we haven't been in the same room, period, Period. for a long time. I've been on the road. You've been on the road. We've just missed each other. Uh, It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Good to be back home. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, sleeping in your own bed. Yes. Uh, Again, we've done some amazing things. We've been able to get out and visit with a lot of people, talk about the World Senior Games, make some invitations, inform people about some of the fun things, amazing, wonderful, outrageous, (laughs) phenomenal things that are going on during the games. Uh, and it's awesome, but it it's, it's also good to come home. Yeah, it is. I, I will say one thing that I just love is just hearing the stories from everyone that comes yeah. to visit us. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. We, it, it's it's really a feel good to get out. And we just we just both got back from at different times, but yes. we both got back from Pittsburgh at the National Senior Games. Mm-hmm. Amazing event, wonderful athletes. Yeah. But you do get a chance to get kind of a little ego boost yes, as people talk about how much they love <laughs> yes. the Huntsman World Senior Games. Yes. And we love that they love it and we yeah. love them as well. So yeah. for the past couple of months, speaking of the games, we've, mm-hmm. we've really highlighted some of the benefits of being an athlete at right. the Huntsman World Senior Games. We've talked about a lot of things mm-hmm. and this, uh, this has really been good for me because it's a reminder yeah. of what an incredible value <laughs> yeah. that the games are. So many great things that we do for our athletes and things that they can take advantage of. So speaking today of value, I wanted to remind everybody of the benefit of early bird yes. pricing. Now, every year, Every year, rain or shine, we open online registration on March 1st Mm -hmm. at midnight mountain time. Mm -hmm. It's just clockwork. That's what we do. And every year, Lil, you know, there are people (laughs) waiting up. Doesn't matter what time zone they're in. They're waiting up. They're sitting by their computers. They're ready to register. It's kind of humbling to think that people feel that strongly about it. And we love it. We love it. We love it. Registration also every year closes on September 1st. Mm -hmm. Also like clockwork, there are... Um, you know, things that we have to do to make the final games ready to go. We got to yeah. make our final shirt order. We got to prepare the name badges. And really, most importantly, we have to create the tournament brackets. Yeah. And so we close on September 1st, and that yeah. gives us a few weeks to pull everything together. Uh, all, uh, so many things that have to be done after yeah. registration closes. Many organizations have tiered pricing for whatever reason within their organization, and we do as well. Uh, our early bird pricing, though, extends for really a very long time. Yeah. It's a yeah. very big window. So we open on March 1st, and then early bird pricing ends on August 1st. Yeah. So that is five full months of discounted yeah. pricing. And, you know, honestly, we would love it if everybody took advantage right. of the discounted pricing. That, that'd be great with us. Uh, and the discount this year, really, it's it's significant. It so is. you can save $40. Yeah off of your registration fees just by making sure that you register before August 1st. So jump on it. Yes. If you are not one of the more than <laughs> 8,000 athletes yes. who have already registered. So mm-hmm. things are going really good. We've got a lot of people that are in there. Uh, but today is the best day to get it done. Yeah. Everything you need to know about the games, dates, schedules, all the registration details are on seniorgames.net. Uh, that's also where you register. Mm-hmm. So let's just get it done. Yeah, don't, I mean, you don't have much time. Yeah, we're running, we're running low on time. We feel like there's not much time. Other people might feel like there's plenty of time. <laughs> 
but August 1st, August yeah. 1st is the deadline for the early bird pricing. Yeah. And then September 1st is the deadline for registration. So yeah. don't miss out yeah. on your chance to be a part of this incredible event. Yeah. It's yeah. a ton of fun. Today's guest yes. is Vanessa Barman. She has lived in St. George, Utah for 33 years. Hmm. Vanessa has been a registered nurse for 23 years. She worked at the St. George Regional Hospital for 18 of those, 10 of which were spent in the intensive care unit. Mm. So uh, that's cool. She started working in hospice in 2010, and Vanessa is the administrator for Dixie Hospice and opened her own hospice agency in Nevada called Omnia Care just two years ago. She is passionate about excellent care and has made it her life's mission to help her patients feel comfortable in their home, especially at the end of their Aww. life. Vanessa, welcome to the show. Yes, Kyle and Lil, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> We're excited to visit yeah, with you. Yeah, we are. And let me tell you why, because there are a lot of things that we all love to talk about. Our family, our kids, our grandkids, mm -hmm. what happened at the concert that we went to, our vacations, <laughs> there's so many things that we love to talk about. End of life things are not usually things that we love to talk about, right? I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> I, I want to just pretend that we're just friends. I have this conversation every single day with patients in their home. So we're just going to pretend, especially for the listeners at home, that we're just snuggled we're in on your couch. Friends. Yep, we're just friends having a conversation yeah. about something that is a little harder. But once we have the conversation and we receive the education, we're going to feel so much better. So much better. Yeah. So yeah. much yeah. better. And that's what we want to do today for sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, end of life stuff, uh, hospice, palliative care. Um, living wills. Those are things. Those are yeah. hard things. Those are hard things to they talk are. about. But today we're going to talk about it, and we're going to do it in a in a safe way. <laughs> and uh, this stuff is important. These An are things education. That, yeah, these are things that we need to yeah. know. Think, whether they're hard to talk about or not, we right. need to know about them. So, before we jump into that, you were a registered nurse. Yes. At the hospital, and you did that for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I'll bet you were great at it. I can just tell you were you were <laughs> one of those good nurses that people like to have. No, I'm serious. I I, th I can tell that. <laughs> yeah. But what? decided what, what helps you decide to kind of veer away from that type of care and move into hospice and end-of-life care what was what was the event or was there an event what a great question definitely an event so my last 10 years at the hospital were sent were spent in intensive care I loved it yeah uh, when I left that it wasn't because I was burned out or tired of it I loved it the entire time I worked there. And what a gift to be able to take care of patients that are at such a vulnerable a difficult stage. time, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't that I didn't love it. But a lot of our patients were intubated. I couldn't talk to them. I, I wanted to learn about them, but I couldn't connect with them. So I found myself asking their family members, Tell me, Tell me about more them. about them. Yeah, yeah. I want to know these people. Yeah, what what kind of things did they like to do? Um, what what can I talk to them about? I I tried to talk to my patients uh, about things that they enjoyed, even though they couldn't talk back to me. And I had a physician come to me and talk to me about hospice. And I thought, oh my goodness, I hate when my patients pass away in the intensive care. Yeah. I could never go into hospice care. I could never do this. Yeah. And he said, just go on one visit. I signed a HIPAA, HIPAA release form, which okay, just okay. means that we don't talk about personal information. Mm -hmm. And I went on one hospice visit. Uh, the lady, at the time she had Alzheimer's, she was nonverbal, she couldn't speak. And 
we started to sing you are my sunshine and she could sing every word and i was hooked. you were hooked you're like yeah. this is where i want to be this I, I is where i have to be i was sitting on her couch i was crying there oh, were see? pictures of her family on the wall and i said to myself vanessa this is your calling yeah. you have to do this and so at the time i started doing on call i i didn't just jump in with both feet i yeah. did it a little bit yeah. at a time and now i'm the administrator now i own my own, own my own company which is amazing so yeah. it's i just love it oh. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That that is awesome. Um, that is I, so touching, and yeah, I love that. Yeah, for sure, oh. for sure. And again, like you said, talk about a vulnerable time, yeah. right? And we need good people to help us yes. through vulnerable times, whatever yes. they are, end of life or otherwise. We need good people, so that's awesome. I do want to maybe get some clarification on some vocabulary. So we talk about home care, we talk about palliative care, we talk about hospice. What are the differences that we're talking about there? I'm so glad we're starting here. This is perfect. (laughs) So everybody, this might look a little different in every state or in every company. So I'm going to give some terms and how things might look. It might look a little bit different. Medicare has guidelines on these things. So there's going to be certain things that are going to be very similar. And some things might be a little bit different. I just don't want people to be concerned if they're reaching out to a company that doesn't look just like I'm saying. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) All right. So let's start with palliative care. Palliative care is a pretty new term. Lots of companies don't offer palliative care. It doesn't mean they're a bad company by any means. This is just another level of service. So this is the level of service that will provide the least amount of care. Okay. It might be a nurse practitioner visit once a month. It might be a nurse and a nurse practitioner. It might add a social worker in there or it might not. But they are in your home very little. So it's just a little bit of support to help you. Okay. Okay. So kind oh, of like easing into yeah. a, a scenario where you need additional help. So so if palliative care is maybe once a month, maybe a little bit more frequent, but not much more than that, uh, what types of things are being checked on there? Like it seems to me like if you're needing assistance once a month isn't very much. So what kind of things are you looking for there? Very good question. So the nurse practitioner, they can manage your symptoms in your home. This might be not all nurse practitioners are going to order pain medications. So I don't want people to get that idea, but it might look like that, Mm -hmm. that they're going to manage your pain in your home. It might look like all of a sudden my loved one's really confused. Maybe they have a urinary tract infection. Maybe the palliative care program can get a urine sample and get you an antibiotic for the urinary tract infection. They might help you to get your medications ordered at a pharmacy that can deliver those if you're not able to pick them up. They might help you to remove rugs and reduce the risk of falls. Okay. But they're coming into your space to see what you need and offer suggestions to help to fix those. Okay. Mm. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. I get that. Okay. Very good. So that's palliative care. Yep. Um, I want to get into hospice. We're going to spend more time there, but that's let's talk about um, home care. Was, is that different than palliative care? What are we talking about there? Yes. So home health is going to go up a notch. They're going to help okay. you more than palliative care. In order to be on home care, you have to have a reason. Uh, In the Medicare world, we call this a skill. You have to have a skilled need for home care to come into your home. 
This might be that you just had pneumonia. We're monitoring how you're recovering from this. We're giving you antibiotics. We're helping you in those ways. It might be that you just had your knee replaced and we're going to do some wound care. Maybe you have a chronic wound that we're doing wound care on that. Okay. But there has to be a medical reason for us to come in your home. That can also be weakness. Maybe it's a physical therapist coming in to provide some therapy. Home health has to be ordered by your physician. Okay, He okay. has to send an order in and he's going to specify on that order what are we doing? What's the skilled need? We've talked about that word. Yeah. So what's the skilled need and what services do you need? So this might include a nurse. It might include someone to help you safely get in the shower. Mm. Might include physical therapy. It might include speech therapy, occupational therapy. But the doctor's going to lay out this great plan for okay. you okay. for home care to come in. The the thing that you need to be aware of with home care is that it's generally a shorter term. It's not something that's going to last for years. It's not designed to be yeah. permanent. Yeah. No. Yeah. So how I explain it is a patient that's going along and they have a decline in their condition. The physician will see this decline. They'll order home care. Home care will come in until the patient can get back to the baseline, back to where they were before they got sick. When they re- when they get back to the baseline, then the home care is going to stop. Okay. 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 So we've got those, those first two. Okay. Now let's dive into hospice. What is it? How does it work? What does it look like? Great. Great. Hospice is the word no one likes to say. Yeah. It's yeah. the it's the hard word and the hard topic. So for the listeners listening, just take a deep breath. We're all gonna <laughs> feel talking to me. <laughs> I'm not talking to you, Will. So for all everybody, I just want us to be open minded about hospice. Kind of get past the the word yeah. mm-hmm. and realize the services that it provides. There because there is a finality yeah. to that word. Right? I know. I mean you you yeah. know that uh, it's kind of the end, right? Yeah. And that, that's what makes it so hard. I know. Yeah. It is hard. Yeah. So here's the great things about hospice. Hospice number one, it is a Medicare benefit. That, okay. of course, we know it doesn't important. make it free. Yeah, right? but it's but important But it's something to you've already that. paid for throughout your life. Mm-hmm. So it is a benefit provided to you that is not going to cost you out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that don't have Medicare, there might be some listeners that don't have Medicare, Lots of private insurances also cover hospice. And usually in your community, there's a hospice company that will take you, regardless of your ability to pay, that might take a little bit of work on your part. But if you're young and you're not of Medicare age, these benefits are still available to you, but you might have to do a little more work to figure Mm. out where. So let's talk about the benefits of hospice and what it includes, okay? Okay, Okay, so hospice is designed to come into your home home and provide care in your home. If you fall, hospice should be able to bring an x-ray to your home and provide an x-ray there. If you need labs or urine checked, all of those services should be happening within the walls of your own home. Hmm. If you're leaving your home, we want you to leave to get an ice cream cone, not to go to the doctor. <laughs> not to go to the doctor. You don't need to leave for the doctor. Mm-hmm. If you need a doctor, your hospice company should be able to provide a medical professional, be that it could be a nurse practitioner 
or a physician, they should be able to provide somebody to come into your home to, to provide the treatment that you need there. Let's talk about the team and kind of what you get with hospice. So this is a, a little bit of a longer explanation, but if you'll just bear with me, I'll keep it concise. Yeah. So uh, with hospice, you're going to be taken care of in four areas. So we're going to talk about those four. The first area is medical equipment. This is things like wheelchairs, walkers, hospital beds, bedside tables, toilet risers, um, possible portable suction. Uh, any medical equipment that you might need is going to be provided by hospice care and delivered to your home. And this is part of your hospice benefit. Area number two, incontinence supplies. This is things like Depends, wipes, gloves. We call them chucks. It's a disposable pad that can okay. go under oh. a patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So incontinence supplies are provided. If you have a wound, the wound should be managed by your hospice team. If you need a urinary catheter, that would be provided by the hospice team, managed. The third area is medications. I like to split medications into two areas. The first part of medications is an emergency kit or a comfort kit. All hospice companies call this a different thing, but it's medications that are going to come to your home in case you have a medical emergency. Okay. This includes morphine. Morphine Oh, it's a hard one. Hospice and morphine mm-hmm. are the two yeah. hard words we're going to talk are. about. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So morphine is a medication that we want in our patients' homes at end of life. Mm-hmm. The reason we want it, it's going to help with pain, and it also helps with trouble breathing. We might get to this, and we might not, but I just want to touch on it really quick. But trouble breathing is a symptom that happens a lot at end of life, yeah. and morphine is an amazing vasodilator. It just opens you opens up, everything up, helps yeah. you to move air easier. So we definitely want morphine, not because we're going to start to administer it the next day, the day the patient comes on hospice. You know, we have this stigma in our minds that patients are going to come onto hospice and start receiving morphine and pass away. That's not the case. Yeah, we just want the morphine there. In, in case, case they you need, need it, it. Yeah. there's also other medications and just depending on the hospice company you're with will depend on the medications in your kit it might include a stool softener it might include something for anxiety we hope it would yeah. because yeah. it's important to just make sure that patients are comfortable yeah. and safe those really are the two main goals of hospice our comfort and safety yeah Uh, So the other side of medications, we talked about there being two parts, is the patient's personal medications. Those should also be covered by hospice. Occasionally, there will be a couple medications that hospice may not think the patient needs any longer, and those medications wouldn't be covered. But the majority of a patient's meds should be not only covered by hospice, but also delivered to the patient's home. So we don't want the caregiver going to the pharmacy anymore. They don't need to call the doctor for prescription refills. They call hospice for all needs. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. And then the last area is the best area. Of course, we talked about there being four areas of coverage. And the last area is the team. So the team consists of a registered nurse. The registered nurse is kind of in charge of the team. We call them the case manager. And they're going to be in charge of everything that's happening in your home. No matter what you need, you're going to tell your nurse and they're going to help 
you. They're going to come in. They're going to monitor your vitals. How are your bowels? How's your pain? Do you have enough medications? Do you have the services, the, the supplies that you need in your home to keep you comfortable and safe? So yeah. that's the nurse. The next person on the team is called a certified nursing assistant. Some patients don't want this. They don't need it. They don't need help in the shower. That is totally fine. You're in charge of who comes in your home and when they come in. If you don't need help in the shower, you don't have to have it, but this is definitely part of the team it's and a it's service offered that's to available, you. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can imagine getting in the shower is a very unsafe place. Yeah. Yeah. So just providing somebody there that can help you to get in and out and make sure you're safe is is a very important part of our team. The next person on the team the social worker. On average, a social worker, they might come out once a month. The social worker, for some reason, people get a little nervous. They feel like a social worker is coming in to make sure that they're taking good care of their loved one. And that's actually not the case. The social worker, they just want to make sure, of course, they're making sure the patient's safe, safe, but they want to make sure, do you have the resources you need? Can you apply for Medicaid? We can help you. Do you have a a VA benefit? Or was your husband a veteran? Were you a veteran? Can we help you to tap into that to get some more resources at home? The social worker is a literal toolbox of resources to help you with anything you need. Mm. They are amazing. We love our social workers. Then the next person on the team, Medicare actually requires that we take care of patients' spiritual needs. This raises red flags for people. Some people are very open to this and some people Mm -hmm. adamantly opposed to this. It's your home. If you don't want spiritual help in your home, that's okay. It's not required, right? it, you don't have to have it, but hospice is required to offer it. So we, we offer a chaplain. They bring an uplifting message, usually once a month or more. If, if a patient really loves it, they're welcome to have it more. Continuing on with the team. Hospice requires volunteers. We are required that 5% of our total hours come from volunteers. Okay. So if anybody's listening to this and you've been thinking, I would love to do something good for the community, you would love. This is a great opportunity. Oh, you would love to be a volunteer. It is such a gift. It's so great to be in these patients' home. A volunteer, they don't help you eat. They, we, aren't, we don't want them to feed patients or get patients up to the bathroom. They're there to provide companionship. Oh. Yeah. That's all. And usually it's a couple of hours, once a week. It's a planned schedule and just a blessing in your life. So, so volunteers are required. Last part of the team is the medical director. I just want to make sure I touch on them for just a second. Every hospice company is required to have a medical director. The medical director oversees everything. The team meets every two weeks. That's a Medicare requirement that you meet every 15 days to discuss your patients and make sure their symptoms are managed. What are we doing for these patients and what could we do better? So the medical director is involved directly with the patients. If the patient needs a home visit for some reason, in, medical director can provide these visits. They are an integral part of the hospice team. Hmm. Wow. There's way more yeah. than I had thought about. Me too. Um, you're not going to believe this, but we're out of time. <laughs> no. But we have covered we have covered some really important Amazing. stuff. Yeah, we we, have. we better understand yeah. 
what yeah. we're talking about when we talk about end of life care. So we need to have you back because yes, I know there's a lot do. more that we can get into <laughs> for sure. I would love it. So we, we need to do that sometime. But thank you so much yes. for coming today and for sharing thank your you. expertise and educating us and yeah. our, our listeners on, um, again, a difficult topic, but a very, very important one. It doesn't have to be scary. Once you understand it and know it, you know, we can figure out how to get through it, yes. right? Yeah, thank, absolutely. Oh, thank, thank you, you so for much. having me. Awesome. So, Lil, we're going to end the show in the same way that we started the show. Okay. We're going to talk about registration <laughs> okay. for the games. Um, now is the time to do it. it. Is. Now is the time to do it. SeniorGames.net, you find all of our schedules, rules. We have frequently asked questions. Um, and then registration. Like, yeah. that's the important thing, right? So, make sure you're saving that $40 by taking advantage of early bird pricing, yeah. which will be in effect until. August 1st. 1st. <laughs> August 1st is the day. Save yourself some money there. Uh, next week, we're really honored to host next week's guest, uh, Trisha Zorn Hudson. Trisha was born blind oh. and has been blind since birth. She's competed in an American Paralympic as an American Paralympic swimmer in seven different Paralympic games. Wow. Seven different games. She is the most successful athlete in the history of the Paralympic Games. Wow. She has won 55 medals. So don't miss next week's show. And remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live live show and we turn it into a podcast mm -hmm. and of course you can find it and subscribe anywhere that you find your favorite podcast mm -hmm. uh, so don't miss out on that we also are asking for your help in uh, giving us a rating writing a quick review of the show if you've enjoyed it uh, you can do that easily on your iphone by just scrolling down to the bottom of your apple podcast app and then shooting us some stars there and then you can find this as well as previous shows right on our website once again that is seniorgames.net yep. everything you need to know and incidentally, just really quickly, we just barely redesigned our entire yes, website. Yes, we did. Beautiful, <laughs> easy to navigate. So yeah. check that out. Once again, SeniorGames.net. Today's inspirational thought. Okay. I love this one. One day or day one, mm -hmm. you decide. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.